0: And welcome to Irreverent Testimony, brought to you by Netroots Radio, the political podcast by and for millennial and Gen Xer types from a left-wing perspective. It is Saturday, July 7th, 2019. I'm Travis. I'm Rachel. We just got done watching the U.S. women win the Women's World Cup, second consecutive Can we just call World it the Cup. World Cup yeah. <laughs>
1: and not the Women's World Cup? Yeah, well. Because <laughs> it is just the World Cup that they won. Well,
0: sure. There is a men's World Cup too. It's not playing. May, maybe same we year. should call
1: that the men's World Cup. That's we fine call with this me. The World Cup.
0: I, I the way the rel- relative to the two teams, the way they are, we sh- should really be called the boys' World Cup.
1: We should call it the World Cup, and then those other people's
0: cup. <laughs> Actually, the U.S. men's team is uh, playing in the semifinals of the Copa America later today. Not as big as the World Cup, obviously, but some good soccer going on. If you're into that,
1: can we just take a minute?
0: I want to take a few minutes
1: to talk about this. Yes. Um, you know, I know that you love sports. Our listeners know that you love sports. You are a former athlete. Sort of. Um, I don't <laughs> care about sports. It's not a thing that I focus much on or care about or, or watch or, or really process or listen to. But sometimes um, you do. Yeah, I love the Miami Hurricanes. When
0: there's a good, compelling story behind it, you do. Right. right.
1: I always get reached with a good, compelling story. Well. <laughs> but it's true. Um, and yet this one wasn't presented to me in any way that had to have a good story. I was just sort of thinking about these women and how sometimes I think that we process our own trauma and we focus on that so much that we forget how exceptional we can be. And I think that this is a moment to really think about, like, celebrate, like, the exceptionalism of women. Mm-hmm. Some of the very best athletes on earth, not the best female athletes, but the very best athletes on earth are women.
0: I love watching if this you team.
1: look at tennis.
0: Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. the
1: best tennis player in the world?
0: Serena Williams.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who's the best gymnast?
0: Now or...
1: Simone Biles.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Without question, right? Sure. Best soccer team? U.S. women. Yeah. So, sometimes we have to think about, like, our own exceptionalism. And really look at, like, yeah, we can talk about how women are, like, assaulted and all the things. And we can talk about our trauma, but sometimes it's nice to just say, like, hey today we did really good (laughs) and look at these exceptional women and have a minute to just revel in that fact that like women can be and are exceptional.
0: Can I expand on that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Um, It was not easy for the women's U S women's team to win the whole world cup this time. It never necessarily is that easy, but I think, when it first started back in 1991, a lot of other countries didn't have as long a history probably of like high school and college women's athletics. So they were a little behind the curve. Okay. And now they've caught up. Uh, you know, Spain, it went to penalty kicks. <laughs> yeah. England had a really good team. This Netherlands team was very good. I mean, it was a real challenge. So it's not just here in the U.S. It's, it's all over the world. Um, you know, women's sport is being taken more seriously. and And
1: that sentence right if we parse that out means that it was not yet taken seriously (laughs) yeah if we're being honest some of the best athletes in the world are women Mm -hmm. that's true not some of the best female athletes some of the very best athletes in the world are women
0: yeah and i have to say as a person who
1: follows sports ball how do you feel about that
0: awesome i i mean just even taking the feminism social justice uh thought out of it for a second like the more sports for me to watch that are entertaining the better (laughs) and i loved watching this women's team they're fun to watch they the way they play yeah uh, Agreed. You know they they play hard they play smart they're they're yeah. graceful and powerful and and everything you'd want to see in a championship Out of level any soccer team. Now I'm not the biggest soccer fan in the world it's it's always been lower on my radar, but I get into it when things like the World Cup come around. You know, right? Of um, and let's talk about Megan Rapinoe for a minute. Can we? Yeah, she scored the uh, first goal today. On a yep. penalty kick. And yeah. she won, I think it's called the Golden Boots, which is the top performer in all of the World Cup. So not only did she win the World Cup for her country, she won like <laughs> the most valuable player. And that is going to have some... I think that's fair enough. Some men in this country and around the world, it's going to make They're going to have, have a MAD? A MAD.
1: Why? Baby, explain to me why. <laughs> why <laughs> well, are they going to have a MAD? There's, there's, I do a, not understand.
0: There's a couple reasons.
1: They're better she, there's she's a lot of reasons. Definitely. Let's
0: go back. She she's been playing professional soccer and on the women's national team for a while. And as you may know, Megan Rapinoe, she's obviously a, a very attractive woman and and the relevance of that I'm going to get to in a minute. We're because talk about that later, because yeah. she has done things like um you know, pose nude and and like have sexy pictures of her taken like running on a beach or whatever. Oh and, no. And she's not and she's not shy about that.
1: So, so does that make her then therefore not an athlete?
0: No, well, that's part of what I'm getting at. <laughs> the other part I'm getting at is that she's openly gay. Yes. Now when a man looks at a sexy picture of a female athlete and then finds out she's gay, that might make some of them ha- mad. It's a cishet man, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's part of it. Num- number two is she gained some or two things have made her controversial. She does this goal celebration that has rankled some people around the world. Uh, and, and
1: someone else literally said, "Like, here's the new American flag. It should just be a picture of her doing this." Yeah, you want to explain <laughs> it to are, people like, if they, they don't know what we're talking about. Arms spread out to the world, upward, of like like a, I a Renaissance just statue. Did that? Yeah, and it is,
0: or like a conqueror. God did, yes,
1: and it's fucking glorious, and I love it so much.
0: Yeah, it's yes. it's striking, yes. and it's.
1: It's outrageous mm-hmm. and it's wonderful in every way, and people are really having a mad about
0: it. Yeah, it has rankled some people. Um, it uh, Pierce Morgan was, uh, who's a oh gosh, Trump. Well, if you piss asshole. off
1: Pierce Morgan, <laughs>
0: well, I'm going to get to that have done in a second. Something
1: right. He said you know, <laughs> right? she,
0: she's so cocky, and our our oh, English women are going to show yes. her. She Can wound we? up not playing in that game. So and US someone anyway.
1: challenged him to a um, a bet that the U.S. would beat England and he was very certain that that was not going to happen and so he bet $10,000 to the charity of another person's choice mm-hmm. um, and then the U.S. did, in fact, beat England and then he just went very silent.
0: Yeah, I think the charity so, was for helping out the... Is, uh, yeah,
1: yeah for the border, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. For the kids. Yep. It, was, uh, it was Charlotte Clymer and she... He readily accepted and was like absolutely. And then when we beat the pants off England, radio silence. And She didn't Suddenly, even play in
0: that game because she was resting well. Charlie Climber doesn't
1: do anything right, like, but like it didn't have anything to do with that. It was just like he was like the USA is absolutely not going to beat England.
0: Yeah, I don't and know why you would did. declare that even and if you really wanted them. She was like, not well, to. if
1: they do, do you want to bet? And he offered a thousand dollars, and she was like, "How about $10,000? And whoa, he was whoa. like, "Done." And then she was like, "Here's the charity of my choice," and it was Races, which is the it's R A I C E S, which is the um, the border mm-hmm. uh, charity. And mm-hmm. then he just suddenly doesn't, I guess, have Twitter anymore. Like weirdly, he, <laughs> he doesn't have Twitter now. Yeah, so. That's typical. He's
2: yeah,
0: so full He's of a shit. But backing up, and the real reason I think he had an issue with her is that. Um,
1: Oh, Rapino?
0: Yeah. So yeah. what happened was, uh, it was I guess it was a week ago, two weeks ago, it was basically like they were just in the locker room getting ready for a practice or a game or something, and a reporter asked so if you guys win at all, will you go to the White House? And, <laughs> and she, she was didn't... like,
1: I'm not going to the fucking well, White House. Well, hold on, hold
0: on. Let me put it in better perspective so people understand this. She did not make a big deal out of the question. She didn't even look up from like tying her shoe or she whatever was she was She was literally tying her shoe and while she's she was like, answering it. No.
1: She literally said, "I'm like one of the fucking White House." <laughs> yeah, and then she was like, and
0: she, "He wouldn't invite Obviously. us anyway." And
1: then she was like, "Well," and she's literally still tying her shoe, being like, "We're not going to get invited." Yeah. And, and the guy was like do you think that's true and she's like probably I, I mean I don't fucking care. who cares probably, yeah like, but I'm not going obviously like yeah it was not it was a non-thing
0: yeah she, the point is non-thing. like people are yes. under the impression she held like a big press conference to say I'm not going to the <laughs> White House like is that
1: a thing that people are saying
0: it's the it seems oh to be the impression people have it's that's crazy. like she was busy like lacing up her she was cleats literally
1: and like, tying her shoes
0: not even looking answering up answering a question answering a question up. and oh like and it was like no I'm not not go to the White House I'm and he probably wouldn't even White invite House? us why
1: would I go to the White House and why would they even invite us they're not going to do that it's yeah. literally a stream and then she like
0: moved on to whatever thing. she was and doing and then she was
1: talking about like how great the US team is yeah. and like how they were going to win the next thing and but it, always- was like,
0: it was like a commented passing yeah. right and yeah. obviously that pissed off the Trump people somehow they wrestled away Trump's phone because you know he wanted to just God say oh, God, God knows what
1: can I read the thing that her girlfriend wrote
0: oh yeah please do
1: Okay, let me get my phone.
0: Uh, um, Megan Rapinoe's girlfriend is a uh, very a WNBA good champion, basketball player,
1: and a WNBA champion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, wrote an article called "The President Fucking Hates My Girlfriend." <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and it's yeah. maybe like the best piece of journalism that I've read in a really long time. So let me.
0: I, I loved that because when I read that, I'm like, "Yeah, he hates my girlfriend too." <laughs>
1: <laughs> if he knew who I was, I think that's true.
0: Yeah. Uh, like he, I, he hates lots of people's girlfriends. That is, uh, that is undeniable. So Rachel's gonna gonna pull up that article.
1: What I think I love the most about it is like it's not written in like a sort of traditional journalist form. It's just written by like somebody who no, loves like their a girlfriend. it's like a blog post. Yeah, yeah, and like it lets us get to know. Megan a little bit more, and then also like, the president fucking hates my girlfriend. It's totally true, right? Like, can you imagine being in that situation? Mm-hmm. We are dating Megan Rapinoe, and like the president is shit posting about her on Twitter. Well, I don't
0: think he did. That's, that's like what I was gonna say. Like, I know he wanted to so badly. God knows what he would have said, and how they had to wrestle the the fucking phone away from him before he. Said something said horrible.
1: Anything about her, and especially now. Yeah, and I'm sure they won the World Cup. Yeah, like, I'm sure under his name he'll post something. He has so many something. things he wants to say.
0: Yeah, I'm but sure he's not
1: being allowed to currently. That well, no,
0: I'm sure he'll post a congratulations, and he'll be like, "Well, they're welcome to come to the White House," and I'm sure the teams can be like, "No, we're not going," and then that'll be that. You know, I don't think he'll get into. I, you wouldn't think he would be dumb enough to get into it. You know. Uh, I, Like he would with the Golden State.
2: Do we believe
0: that's true? With with the national team? No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, I think he would want to. I just, I don't think they will let him.
1: All right, here's what her girlfriend says. Okay, I'm back. I was done, I swear. No, really. (laughs) I swear, I think she wrote a different article that I'm not familiar with.
0: It might be a continuation of a, another post or something.
1: Right. Last year, I broke my nose. Hold on. Oh, God. My eyes are not... I broke my nose, and then I... Hmm? Hmm? balls don't work and my brain is hurting, so I'm going
0: to make Travis read it, but go ahead. I'm back. I was done, I swear. No, really, I swear. Last year, I broke my nose and then I wrote about it, and then I seriously did think that was going to be it for me in the writing game. I remember telling my editor here something like, it would take the president of the United States going on a hate-filled Twitter (laughs) spree, trolling my girlfriend while she was putting American soccer, women's sports, equal pay gay pride and true love on her back all at once, scoring two majestic goals to lead Team USA to a thrilling victory over France and a place in the World Cup semifinals for me to ever think about writing again, but I'm a woman of my word, so here I am. Did, did he
1: post something about yeah, it? Yeah, he did. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, he did.
0: God almighty, yep. what a fucking yep. idiot.
1: He was having him mad at her because she didn't want to come to the fucking White House.
0: Two, first of all, I've got to get this on the record, so it's... If it's not already clear, I'm so proud of Megan and yeah. the entire damn U.S. Women's National Team. That's why I'm writing this article mainly. So if you could do me a favor, let's just take a second for real and appreciate this run my girl's been on. Like, take away all of the extra stuff and just focus for a second on the soccer the sport, alone. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two goals against Spain. Two goals against France. While a guest in there, Maison. I want to that hit... Means house. I know. I want to hit on a lot of other topics while I'm here, and trust me, I will, but I just think it's also really important not to forget what this is actually, first and foremost, about, you know. It's about a world-class athlete operating at the absolute peak of her powers on the absolute biggest stage there is. It's about an athlete fucking killing it. Yeah. It's about Megan coming through. Okay, so now that question is out of the way, I'll answer the question. The one that's probably most on your mind, and by what I mean... And by that, I mean, what's it like to have the literal president of the United (laughs) States of literal America go full adolescent boy on your girlfriend? Hmm. Well, it's weird. Yeah. And I'd say I actually had a pretty standard reaction to it, which was to freak out a little. Yeah. That's one thing that you kind of have to know about me and Megan. Our politics are similar. After we won the WNBA title in Seattle last season, no way were we going to the fucking White House. Yeah. But our dispositions are not. And as we've been talking through a lot of this stuff, as it's been happening to her, you know, I'll be honest here, some of it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, some of it's kind of funny, but like in a really, really this guy kind of way. Like, dude, there's nothing better demanding your attention. It would be ridiculous to the point of laughter if it wasn't so gross. And if his legislations and policies weren't ruining the lives of so many innocent people. And then there's what's legitimately scary, I guess, like, How it's just not his tweets. Right. Because now suddenly you've got all these MAGA peeps getting hostile in your mentions. And you've got all these crazy blogs writing terrible things about this person you care so much about. Right. And now they're doing takedowns of Megan on Fox News and who knows whatever else. It's like an out-of-body experience, really. That's how I describe it. That's how it was for me. But then Megan, man, I'll tell you what. You just cannot shake that girl. She's going to do her thing. (laughs) At her own damn speed, to her own damn rhythm, and she's going to apologize to exactly no one for it. So when all the Trump business started to go down last week, I mean the fact that Megan just seemed completely unfazed, it's strange to say, but that was probably the only normal thing about it. It's not an act with her. It's not a deflection. To me, it's more like Megan is at the boss level in the video game of knowing herself. She's always been confident, but that doesn't mean she's always been immune. She's as sensitive as anyone, maybe more. Oh, she's just figured out how to harness that sensitivity, and yeah. I think Megan's sensitivity is what drives her to fight for others. I think it's what sh- drove her to take a knee. Oh, we forgot to mention that. Yep. She was one of the first. She af- was white the people. first
1: white person to take a knee, and the first woman uh, during, during the national take anthem knee, during the national anthem at a sporting event. Yeah, for after a national Colin team. Kaepernick.
2: Yep.
0: Yes. The Megan you're seeing at this World Cup, it's an even stronger version of the one who knelt in the first place. All the threats, all the criticism, all the fallout coming out on the other side of that is now what makes her seem so unfazed by the assholes of the world. I think in trying to help others, Megan has cemented who she is. Yeah. A few 100% random and 100% unrelated facts presented without commentary. Donald Trump has never invited a WNBA champion to the White House. In 2017, when South Carolina women's basketball coached by a black woman, the legend Dawn Stanley, won the national championship, they were not initially invited to the White House. In 2019, when Baylor women's basketball coached by a white woman, also a legend, Kim Mulkey, won the national championship, they were invited to the White House with no issues. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it's time. It's definitely time. We need to talk about Megan's pink hair. I'm actually just (laughs) going to say this out loud and put it all the way out there. Since the Players' Tribune is a space for honesty, plus there's this whole Atlantic Ocean between us, the hair? I was against it. Phew. That felt really good to say. I was against it. I thought it was too impulsive and I voted no. (laughs) LOL, not that I actually got a vote. Our relationship when it comes to Megan's fashion is based on what you might call a (laughs) modified democracy where we both give our opinion and then Megan does what she wants.
1: I feel like that's that's also true for me and you.
0: That's most couples, I think. But when have we ever been like, don't do that?
1: Well... Have you ever been like, I get to tell you you don't get to do a thing? No. When it comes to my own body or fashion? Well, of course no. not.
0: But I've, yeah. I've never been, you've never been like, uh, I mean, well, I guess we've never done anything crazy. We're not really...
1: We shaved your head. Well, yeah,
0: but I was losing my hair anyway. <laughs> and and what did get I tattoo. have to say
1: about it? Would you like me to buzz it? And how is it going?
0: It's going great. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, my feeling was you're going to the World Cup to do great things. And hopefully if all goes well... You're going to be memorialized in all of these pictures that will be around forever. Plus, blonde hair is like your signature thing. You look amazing, blonde. We know that looks good on you. Pink? Megan, are you sure? Don't you think you might regret this? <laughs> and Megan was just like, nope. World Cup, pink hair, I'm in. Let's get it. She got it colored the day before she left, without a care of the freaking world. I mean, if you were ever wondering what the Rapino lifestyle was about, that's it, truly. Also, I love it now. Now that it's settled in and looks a little more purple. Don't tell Megan. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was purple. (laughs) Whatever.
1: It's fine.
0: Back to the France game for a second. A few thoughts here. One, I'm not sure if you saw, but my girlfriend, she shrugged off the rude man on Twitter and managed to play, I'd say, pretty well. Two,
2: France. (laughs) Pretty well.
0: They were incredible. I really hope some of them are reading this because I just want them to know that. They stayed so damn tough, and I thought through the whole tournament, and that's with the presence of hosting the event too. The way they presented to make it a match late after getting down two goals early, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was 100% on maniac mode, cheering for our squad, obviously, <laughs> but I still hated that anyone had to lose. Yeah. Three, on the advice yeah. of council, oh, I'd like to issue a formal apology to everyone who was on the plane with me last week and had to watch me fist pump like a bozo after each <laughs> of Megan's goal and smash the refresh button on my phone like a, well, also a bozo after my bars started cutting out in the second half. It won't happen again, let me be clear, it might. Except, let me be clear, it might. You guys, what are penalty kicks? No, seriously, I cannot imagine t- taking one. I think the more I watch soccer and the more I find these ways to apply it to what I get to know about basketball, the better I feel, the better feel I get for the game. Like, for example, as a point guard, I have a pretty strong sense of floor spacing. I was a point guard. Yeah. And I think that ends up being extremely relevant for soccer. I'm definitely starting to see the field, you know? And I'm noticing the way that plays develop and stuff. They just kind of develop. Okay, so that's my plus column. My minus column, penalty kicks. Like, I guess they're kind of like free throws, only if there was someone trying to block your free throw and you had to use your foot. And oh yeah, if you missed it, you'd never forgive yourself and have it haunt you for the rest of your life. Right. So what I'm saying is it's not like a free throw at all. No. I don't want Megan to turn out to be an alien from another planet, but if you're good at penalty kicks, <laughs> you're a fucking alien from another planet. I'd, I'd say, I would think
1: that might be true.
0: I'd say if you don't get nervous when I you take penalty kicks, might be you're true. an alien. Like, the, the, the act of the penalty kick isn't hard, it's just the pressure of the penalty kick. Yeah. Anyway, I had a long thing prepared here about the equal pay debate. I was planning on making mm. some points and going in, but then I thought about it some more, and to tell you the truth, I'm kind of done with that. If you're not on the right side of this fight and advocating fiercely for equal pay, whether it's in soccer or basketball or in any other industry and across every intersectional boundary, then I straight up feel bad for you because you're sad and wrong and going down. I feel that in my bones increasingly over these last several months, having seen my colleagues in the W show show we mean business on a new CBA collective bargaining agreement. I feel that in my bones increasingly over these last couple of years, having seen our NBA counterparts start, start to stick their necks out for us more and more in solidarity uh, did, and out of they? respect. Yeah, they yeah. did. LeBron was did. with that. Yeah. And I feel that in my bones increasingly right fucking now, having seen these indestructible U.S. women national team women stand I up can, for themselves, right? and this seriously can't be stressed enough, crack a lawsuit over the heads of U.S. soccer while they go out and grind for a freaking World Cup. Oh, right. They're, they literally are more profitable than the men.
1: Yep.
0: Because they win. They cool. are
1: literally more profitable.
0: Yeah. So there's really no excuse for. Tell me them why. Paid what, less.
1: Why? What?
0: Too long didn't read. Pay us. Yeah. They told me I should make some predictions. LOL. In the first semi, I've got those frisky little Americans taking down England by a score of 2 0. I feel like we're vibing right now, and the offense is really humming. So, yeah, this one's USA. All the way. Quick note on methodology. I may have to make the prediction that results in me getting a summer trip to Paris. I think that one was <laughs> added 2-0. Yeah,
1: it was 2-0. Yeah. She's right.
0: In the second yeah. semi. Okay, so I won't reveal my sources, but I heard this major scoop on the Netherlands might be a team people are sleeping on. But I then I guess on the other hand, you also have Sweden who thumped us in the Olympics. So that's a cool final maybe. I don't know. I feel like these teams probably know each other really well, like a classic neighborhood beef. How am I doing? Should I keep faking it here? Let's go with the Netherlands 2-1 over Sweden. And I think it was... I think it was 2-0, actually. I
2: think it was 2-0, also.
0: Wait, let's do a story time. I've been lucky enough to hear a few awesome stories about the U.S. Women's National Team in my day, so I feel like since you've put up with my decidedly non-expert World Cup semifinal preview and been so cool about it, I owe you one of them here. I'll actually tell you my favorite. Alright, so it's halftime of the twenty fifteen World Cup final, and of course, if you're reading this, you know the score four one US. Carly has her hat trick, these three goals. Lauren has one, and Japan has their one. And I think we're all among friends at this point, so let's just be real. It wasn't even that close. It was over, dudes. World Cup over. Yep. Amazing. Party. Yep. Except these world class athletes world class athletes being yep. these world class athletes, there is no off switch in sight. These women are in the locker room at halftime, and they are taking it as seriously as if we were tied at one. People are talking strategy, going over plays, breaking down miscues, doing the whole bit straight up just biz as usual. And then, and then there's Megan. She's sitting there, and she's seeing everyone game plan, and keep their game faces on, and do the normal halftime thing, and she gets it. Of course she gets it, but like still, you know, still. There is something inside of her that just cannot deal. Cannot deal with the ceremony of it at all. Cannot deal with the bullshit. And she tries hard to fight it, tries not to say anything, tries to say, stay somewhat relaxed. But then at some point, the girl, I mean, come on, she can't help, help herself. We're going to win the World Cup, she blurts out. <laughs> We're going to win the World Cup. We're going to win the fucking World Cup. And then they won the fucking World Cup. And that concludes story time.
1: Yeah, I think that's also, right?
0: Well, there's more to her. There's post, more.
1: There's much more. And it's about, like... How sort of Megan sees the world and how, like, you know... So
0: read it uh, if yeah. you can find it. Keep um, reading it. It's yeah. so
1: good. It was the best thing I read this entire week. Um, it made my goddamn day. And, and hey, they won the fucking World Cup.
0: They sure did.
1: They won the fucking World Cup.
0: They definitely did. Um, so we had this conversation the other day. Like, right? We mm-hmm. were... It's been July 4th, and, and yeah. we've been sort of dealing with this idea of...
1: <clears throat> Patriotism. And what does
0: it mean yeah. to be patriotic? And I am yeah. a big... Even though I'm not what you call a patriot at this point anymore in any classical sense, mm-hmm. Um, I very much support our national athletics teams, like U.S. basketball, U.S. soccer. You know, I'm... Yeah. Of the olympics right i right. I'm, I'm always into right. that, and right. it, is that
1: and i'm I'm not in a way right um i I don't care about that, and i, I don't think it matters and then somehow today it mattered really I
2: like don't I know. It to me
1: it mattered it mattered that well, what we is you can it? just watch the so Two things happened, I would say. One was that I was watching the first um, women's team that won the World Cup was like 98 or something. Uh-huh. And they were just sitting like on a field and talking to each other. and.
0: 99, yeah.
1: Right? And yeah, I was a like... Yeah, with Mia Hamm. Yeah, and, yeah. That whole thing, right? It kind of like sparked this idea that we could have a women's soccer team. Mm-hmm. And that women's soccer team has pretty much outplayed the men's soccer team every year since it's mattered. Yeah, is that true?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Absolutely. Anyway. Um. Right. Look, the, the U.S. <laughs> I mean,
0: men's team didn't even make the last World Cup. Right. They didn't even qualify. And like. So how can you even these compare? These women the two?
1: are winning it. Yeah. Every time.
0: Yeah. Oh, pretty much.
1: And so. It makes me think about, like, the exceptionalism of women.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember watching that with you, and, and, like, they were just talking amongst themselves about, like, how good it felt, and also, like, the sort of camaraderie that they had, and and, um, and then they started talking about just the sport, and it wasn't about equal pay, and it wasn't about anything else. They were just talking about the sport, mm-hmm. and how this person made this goal, and did this thing, and that that whole idea and I started to cry and I said to you, like, why can't we just accept that women are exceptional? Right? That they just are exceptional. And why is that hard? <laughs> right?
0: Oh why is that hard? Why is they that hard? Just Where do we start? Are
1: exceptional.
0: Where did, would we even start? And
1: there are women that are better at sports than men everywhere. Mm-hmm. Is there a better tennis player than Serena Williams? That's a man. No. Uh,
0: Andy Roddick what, at some point, maybe? No Not really? is the answer. Federer? I don't know.
1: No is the answer. Well, And it gets to be the answer. And yeah. people get really uncomfortable that that gets to be the answer, that a black woman is the best athlete in this category that's ever existed well that's
0: another thing she's also a woman of color yeah but remember Simone
1: Biles is the best gymnast that's ever existed period
0: I I don't know if you and
1: like we don't need to talk about anything else other than that's fucking true
0: well with tennis it goes back to if you remember Maria Navratilova Mm. I think came out relatively before Mm. that was a thing and she caught a lot of heat for that um, so now you're not just a lady
1: You're also a gay lady yeah. So you definitely can't be the best <laughs> Right Obviously. You definitely can't be the best Because that would what? And what now is you're it, a woman is of it, color is it, is it that What? Why? She is the best So the idea is that you can't be the best because then it would mean we were that actually, you are not men. And so, or like, I oh, don't know. Well,
0: you know, it's interesting. We were having this conversation last night. I yeah. We didn't record Saturday because my band is in the studio now working on our second album. Yes. And our producer is a really great guy. And there's, you know, t- two women in the band. It's a female fronted band. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the conversation was, the topic that came up. But the, the discussion was loss of hegemony. Yes. Like, just a lot of men, especially white men in power particularly, just get very nervous, upset, Angry. scared, insecure. Angry. yeah. When they feel like they are not dominating everything.
1: Yes. Well, they get really mad right mm-hmm. they get mad and that mad turns into lots of things i think
0: what we were talking about is how white supremacy is creeping back into the music scene
1: yeah probably that's true yeah, yeah. and right
0: yeah because there's there's like there's this outfit in colorado now that's putting on punk and metal shows called like hanging noose productions or something right. and like i think somebody wanted to put us or kyle's band on a bill and we were like no, no fucking way Fuck. And then the discussion was, how is this happening again? And the discuss was because the right. loss of hegemony, because they don't yeah. rule everything anymore.
1: And it's very making lots of sense that they don't get to be in charge.
0: Yeah, like you come to a place like Seventh Circle Music Collective, and yeah. there's trans kids everywhere, and, and trans kids of color. And right.
1: And the people playing, the people running, and the people doing all of the things that are in charge are not white men. And cis-het white men. And it makes those of them very upset.
0: Well, it's not even the people running it. It, It's that just everybody is around safe and having a good time and being themselves and comfortable in this space that is supposed to be reserved for white kids. And the people on the stage are supposed to be only
1: white males. Right, But like, it's not just the people in charge. It's like everyone who's doing everything. Yeah. Right. It's like not that. And like. some people get pretty mad about
0: that so i think that's part of it right like yes and and we see we i mean it the most eye-opening part is a nerd culture right, right. like that is just that is because nerd culture well, in the last 10 15 years has yeah. become this thing that's like no it's not just something you do in your basement like It's mainstream. We're going to make all these movies, these big blockbuster movies and video games and cons. And nerd culture is now pop culture. And
1: and what does that aspect of nerd culture think about? I don't know. Ladies.
0: A lot of them lose their shit. Like I you mean, can't have a female Doctor lose Who. Their shit. You can't have a black. Uh, what, what was the Ariel. last? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a new thing. But uh, like, there was a comic book character in a movie that was black, and people lost their shit. It's not
1: okay that Wonder Woman did really well. It's not okay <laughs> that like this is this is a space that these white men feel like it's their own, and it's not okay. Or like with the, them go, the that, Ghostbusters
0: like, reboot. Which they're
1: allowed not. to own yeah. a thing, and they're not. Because the world is for all of us. And I get to have fat ladies be Ghostbusters. And if that makes you have a sad, go fuck yourself. Yeah,
0: now unfortunately that wasn't the best movie, but that's not why people were mad I don't about give it. a shit. No, yeah. they
1: look, we can have a conversation about if that movie was good or not. But having someone be like, fat women should never exist is like, well, okay. No, so, the, the
0: people
2: were mad we was besides That's the point. That's what you're mad
1: about. That's what you're actually mad about is that fat women existed in the world without your permission. White dude.
0: Or, or that women were trying to do comedy in what was considered a male space.
1: And women are fucking funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Imagine that.
0: Or women can be superheroes. And women can be a Doctor Who type character. Imagine and that. Or a man of color can play something that's traditionally thought of as white. And, um, you know, that that's what we see. When that space is threatened. Yeah. Like, I'm this nerd who collects comic books. And when I go to the, the Comic-Con... Everybody looks like me. Yes. Oh, now there's going to be girls there? Well, the world
1: is for me. And if the girls are there, they better look like sex objects or they <laughs> don't belong.
0: And sadly, they, they do. They better look like
1: sex objects, and they better be there for me. Or why the fuck are you there? Because you are not a part of this other than to be objectified by me in a sexual way because I am a white man.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's one of the myriad reasons I can't stand that whole culture, but that's another topic for conversation
1: i suppose so
2: yeah
0: <laughs> but to answer your your question yes because I, I i don't understand this mentality but i know it exists that mentality being the arena of high level sports is is my, men's space
2: yes and if right? w- women
0: invade it somehow that's wrong
1: I don't know. So, sports jocks are men. Sports are man things. If ladies want to come into it, like we get into like title nine stuff, right? Where it's like, I guess we can let women do it, Ugh. right? <laughs> and then when women That's turn not even out what they say. to be better at it than you, Hoo-hoo. oh,
0: People that get yeah, real mad. That takes it to another level, sure. Right?
1: Because it's fine if, like, if, like, it, it, you, you guys can't see me, but, like, I'm, like, a pretty femme-presenting, like, not skinny, but not, like, just, you know, woman, just a human. And uh, I think men would be fine if I tried to go kick a soccer ball around because <laughs> I wouldn't be, like, threatening to them in any way, right? Um, You look at somebody like Megan Rapinoe and you're just, like, yeah she's better at this sport than me, as it turns out she's better at this sport than that man, and gosh they're having a lot of feelings about that idea that that could be true it's that not that just that, that could that be true that she's better at the sport, not at the women's sport she is better at the actual sport than it's, they are
0: it's not that it's not just that she's better at it she's better at it and has the audacity to let to, you know
1: to say I'm better at it to say I'm really I'm good, good at, at this. it.
0: Because men never do that. I'm better at
1: it than you, and also I'm going to do this thing with my arms (laughs) and admit that I'm fucking good at it because I just won the fucking World Cup. Because
0: men never do touchdown celebrations or celebrate after a big dunk in a basketball game. No, why
1: would they do that? Or the male soccer players
0: don't slide along the field and take their shirts off, right? They don't do things like that, right? They just very humbly walk back to their... Their team and say they very
1: okay. humbly walk back And say yes I, I, I'm I I'm, I'm taking my Yes You did very good there And should continue No fuck that there So is, how but, dare okay, she Okay can I say A thing really quick Yeah There's no right way To be a woman
0: uh, Exactly So like Because if she was understated they could yes. too
1: Yeah why, you know, why, why didn't why? she, she Celebrate more for America
0: Yeah Yes Yeah And then yeah. Why doesn't she, she love she her She celebrated
1: country? more for America And now she's this Horrible Arrogant shrill woman <laughs> so like there is no right way to be a woman ever um, and particularly not uh, an athlete who is maybe the best athlete and, and can we just not do the thing where we say the best female athlete in soccer but maybe Reagan, Megan Rapinoe is like the best athlete in soccer right now
0: the best American athlete I would say for sure
1: yeah period yeah without having to use her gender, we can just say that's true.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think it is. Yeah, I would say... I think she just won the fucking World Cup.
0: I'd say uh, Christian Pulisic so, for the men's team is up there, but he's...
1: Did he win the World Cup?
0: No, he's not surrounded by enough talent to do that, but you're Did he win the right. World Cup? No, and he's too young. He's got years to go to be a seasoned.
1: So, we can say the best American athlete in soccer is
0: Megan Rapinoe I think that's safe to say
1: yeah Yeah. the best gymnast that exists right Simone Biles and we can talk about how they're women but that doesn't make them the best female athletes it makes them the fucking best athletes in their sport
0: yeah I think that's totally safe to say
1: it's not a thing we get to say very often yeah They're always the best female athletes, but, like, sometimes they're just the best in their sport. And when you look at the women's national soccer team, I don't know how you make an argument that that's not true. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the men didn't win the World Cup, did they?
0: They didn't even get to the World Cup.
1: didn't even get to the World Cup. They're trying to
0: get to this next one, and I'm hoping they will, Uh, but no, you know.
1: We just won the World Cup the bunch of women because they are the very best athletes in this category yeah. and good for them and it fucking matters to me and it fucking meant something to me and I I just, yeah it mattered even though I don't really care about sports <laughs> it matters and it, it, it felt like important
0: so we have a few minutes left in this first half in the second half I'm going to get to the Fourth of July, Oh. and yeah. the the debacle in Washington, where oh, God, Trump wanted to cosplay know. military oh, dictator God. and it didn't and work out a how he planned.
1: Good thing that and he couldn't th- read. Th- that his, we went uh, to the Revolutionary War at an airport.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll read that. I'll get into that and what that's all about. <laughs> and we also need to talk about the. Census citizenship question, which yes. they're not giving yes. up on. Yes. And it's really unclear yep. what's gonna to happen to that. And yep. then we absolutely have to talk about uh, Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna Thanks let you to some... do some some talking about that and I'll give you my analysis.
0: Yeah, I mean there's there's something you've been say. following
1: for a long time. Yeah and, and I've sort and, of like been like secondarily following it, but this is a thing that's like a very Travis thing that you've been following for a while. Yeah, and you've been telling me like this is a thing. This well, it's, is a it's thing. A, it's like a south, self- banging down the drums of yeah. like this is a thing, yeah. and now it's actually a thing. Well, so. it's it's it yeah. originates
0: from South Florida, where I'm from. Yeah, and my hometown paper, the Miami Herald, which has a dubious history. I mean, they were the ones that broke the Gary Hart scandal. They they've been sort of uh, reputation as a scandal chasing paper. They did some amazing investigative right. journalism that has led yes. to this to latest this. arrest. Yeah. And if yep. they hadn't, it yep. would have just flown think right under the radar. Absolutely true.
2: Yep. So we're gonna. Yep. So we're gonna take
0: okay. a quick break, and we come back. We will get into all that stuff. Okay. Be right back. just had a 4th of July we did of course there was a. a we spent our 4th of July at an <laughs> anarchist punk metal show yes, my band was playing
1: at a DIY venue which is like even better mm-hmm. um, flags were burned <laughs> and it was just lovely I had the best time yeah yeah it was a good time yeah
2: um, um,
1: I want to talk about something personal for a second if that's okay yeah please. um uh Chronic pain is a thing that, like, is hard, you know? Like, I'm a person with functional chronic pain, and that most of the time I can sort of get by with my day, Um, go to work, and, like, exist in a space. But that's not always the case. Um, Today's one of those days where, like, it hurts. I'm doing the podcast because I can but like what I want to do is just like lay down and I think it's important to acknowledge that like a lot of us are going through that mine is endometriosis I know people who suffer from migraines and from fibromyalgia from like all kinds of things right and if you're not a person who has chronic pain, it's hard to understand. Um, and I know that we often feel like burdens to the people that are around us, but I don't think that's true. And if you're going through that, I would just tell you that like, I know it's really hard and like, you're okay. take your meds do what you need to do get through the day Um, and talking about it is important because it's a thing that happens it's a thing that exists and so we should acknowledge that it does Yeah. yeah and it affects my life sometimes in a real way
0: And even though this doesn't necessarily affect you and the big push to try to have less uh, prescription opiates in the market, there are some chronic pain sufferers who are kind of caught in that crossfire. in that
1: middle, right.
0: And it's hard for them to get the meds they actually do need.
1: Yes, Um, I would count myself among those, although I have managed to find that um, like CBD and pot helps in a way that makes me not dependent on opiates. Prescription opiates, yeah. But that those things definitely were like absolutely essential. Um, and that people's abuse of those substances does not make you need them less. No. Um, and that's a thing that like is really, that's like really hard to explain and to sort of make people understand yeah um so if you still need those things you need them and i i will fight to the death (laughs) for you to have them and also i would love it if everybody had access to things that i have access to which is cbd and pot right and like things that
0: yeah, there's, there's no reason now for people to be fighting right. pot anymore. It's right. just so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, which, we're at, that's another Biden thing that might come up at some point. I mean, it will come up at some point. There's just some more important things right now uh, with Biden. But in any event...
1: So that's where I am. I'm sorry that I took up some of the podcast, but I think it's important to talk about because I think people feel ashamed. I will feel speak for and... the
0: audience when I say no apologies necessary. Thanks. And this is a topic that we'll also get back to, I'm sure. Okay.
1: What's next?
0: Um, well, let's talk about the 4th of July. Okay. So Trump's whole thing where he wanted to cosplay dictator with – Fighter mm-hmm. jets and tanks and like missiles rolling down the street, like he was a North Korean, like it was a North Korean right. parade. He's
1: a military dictator, right?
2: Yeah,
0: uh, mm-hmm. didn't work out. Now part of that was the weather, but most of it <laughs> was the Pentagon just basically saying, "No, we're not, we're not doing that." Really? Yeah. Oh. That that hasn't been talked about much, but he there was a lot of pushback from the Pentagon that was like,
1: "Interesting. There's no, know.
0: there's no reason to do this. We don't want to do this." No, basically, they kept telling him no, and he kept saying yes, and they they sort of compromised with him, but they kind of threw it together very late. So there were two tanks that never rolled anywhere; that just kind of sat on a thing. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. why what? why were they there? Okay,
1: all right. I mean, and then
0: there was okay. a lot of controversy to where. To get a VIP seat, even though this is an event that's supposed to be open to the public. The VIP tickets were only being sold by the RNC. No, hold on. VIP tickets
1: were being sold? Yeah. By the RNC? Or given, or
0: given out, but they were given out to, to wealthy donors. donors. Yeah.
1: Okay. And right. that
0: was very much so we're
2: clear on against the okay.
0: spirit of... Anyway.
2: Okay. To make that's a long story short, it was,
0: it, was, yeah. it was pouring rain... The whole thing was a mess. They didn't get to have the military jets, or at least most of them. The turnout sucked. Um, like, the, some of the pictures I saw, there was about half the turnout for when I told you I, you I went it to was that... like 200 people. When I went to I, that I don't know thing in Homestead, remember, <laughs> yeah. with the minor league baseball stadium? It was about <laughs> half that, as I recall.
1: Oh, oh buddy. Yeah, it oh, just buddy. wasn't
0: that good. and just then It didn't it,
1: turn out right.
0: Well, no, mm. it turns out what it what it was was it was a opportunity to make a campaign ad, which is not only horribly unethical but very illegal to use that event to make a campaign ad, and that's what yeah. they did. And there's some there's people going after him for that, and we'll see what comes of that. But the whole thing was gross and stupid, and I was really honestly half expecting the to, to put on a general's outfit and like literally cosplay army man.
2: Yeah,
0: and make a big bellicose speech, but he didn't do that. He tried to make a patriotic speech, but he because it <laughs> the was the so rainy. Talked
2: about
0: the, I'm going to get to that. Yeah, because it was so rainy, he had trouble apparently reading the teleprompter. So he just started. That's what he says. So he decided to wing it, <laughs> <laughs> and that went really well.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to so, read a
0: story from the USA Today.
1: Okay. just just do
0: it Trump faults rain teleprompter for flub about quote airports during American Revolution okay President Donald Trump said Friday that a teleprompter mishap led to his much mocked July 4th flub in which he talked about defending airports during the American Revolution the teleprompter went out Trump told reporters as he left the White House for a weekend at his golf (laughs) club in Bedminster New Jersey it's a very tough week yeah. Uh, so he had to take the weekend to play more golf. Yeah. It just went out. It went kaput. Is he talking about the country or? Is during or? during his Independence Day speech, paying tribute to the military, which is not really what July 4th is supposed to be about, Trump sowed confusion when he began talking about air defenses during the American Revolution, which took place more than a century before the invention of the airplane. No shit. Our our army, our army manned the air. It rammed the ramparts. It took over the airports. What is happening? Trump said of the fight fighting force created by the Continental Congress in 1775, there was no air travel in 18th century America. Trump, who has derided Democratic opponents like Hillary Clinton for using teleprompters, did make use of one of his big did make use of one for his big Fourth of July speech. But he said the rain foiled its usefulness. I guess the rain knocked out the teleprompter, he said. I knew the speech very well, so I was able to do it without a teleprompter. And it was hard to look at it anyway. So (laughs) this is what I love about Trump. Trump says, "I, I fucked that up because I couldn't read the teleprompter. But I didn't need also, the teleprompter. Also, I didn't <laughs> need a
1: teleprompter at the same time. Yes, I do the you. speech by heart. No, of course. I knew it by heart. I didn't need a teleprompter. And also, the teleprompter is the reason that I fucked it up. I
0: mean, that's the scary part, too. Like, we laugh about that. Like, Trump's a big asshole. But I think Trump is, like, a demented old man. Like, because that's the kind of thing that... It works. When you go... You know, it's not to make light of to it. To
1: imagine that that could work, but then you think about yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah, of course y- it works. You go
0: see your, of so your grandparent you see your, or uncle. You, my dad in hospice, right?
1: And you're like, yes, oh, dad. of course. Like we we want to make light of like we want to make excuses for right? Yeah, these things that happen, and also understand on our own what actually happened, and those two things can be different. Except for Donald Trump, it's not, right? Yeah. Those two things are the same.
0: Trump did not explain why, given the failure of the teleprompter, he began talking about the airports in colonial America. Here is the full riff on the American Revolution military. In June of 1775, the Continental Congress created a unified army out of the revolutionary forces encamped around Boston and New York and named after the great George Washington commander-in-chief. Um, hold on. The Continental Army suffered a bitter winter adv- of of Valley Forge,
2: mm-hmm.
0: found glory across the waters of the Delaware, and seized victory from Cornwallis of Yorktown. He was not Cornwallis of Yorktown. He was no. Cornwallis of England. Right. <laughs> it was at Yorktown. I think he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Our army manned the air. It rammed the ramparts. It took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. And at Fort McHendry, under the rocket's red glare, it had nothing but victory. And when dawn came, their star-spangled oh, banner waved defiant. What
1: is happening right now? <laughs> what is happening right now? In your, in your, lake oh, brain, God. right? It's, uh, uh, of imagining what, what is happening? We
0: have what plants crave? I don't uh, know what to tell you.
1: Like, literally like I don't know what to tell you uh, so the look situation if, that we're talking about if that, you're that a conservative doesn't fucking exist if you're right? a conservative so,
0: and that makes you proud and patriotic what to hear somebody spout incoherent nonsense about airplanes and airports and Cornwallis of Yorktown then great
1: I mean okay
0: You love that, but you hate the U.S. women's team winning the World Cup. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, of course you do. (laughs) So, all right. Peace out. Good night. Just go live in a different world that I live in. It's fine. That's fucking crazy. So
0: that was a huge embarrassment.
1: Yep. And, like, you know how, like, you can be, like, mad at your uncle that he, like, made a mess of himself at Thanksgiving, right? (laughs) But you're like, well,
2: Still god, at least like
1: nobody else saw. <laughs> this isn't that. Everyone else saw. This isn't your fucking drunk uncle. This is your literal like dad. In front of the world, being like, here's yeah, and you're like, oh my god, we didn't have airports during the Revolutionary War. Dad, stop. But you can't because you can't. Cause you fucking voted that way, so yeah. here we are. And um, your dad just said that I don't know George Washington like went to the Revolutionary Airport, LaGuardia, <laughs> and like didn't Hopped do well or jet something. Or... I don't know what he said, but like that's a thing we have to deal with now. Yeah. Yeah. And we aren't like, oh my, man, my racist uncle sucks. No, it's your goddamn dad. And you're sitting at the table, so let's address it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about the uh, census citizenship question. Sure. So the Supreme Court basically said no, or at the very least, like we need a better rationale. With the well, there, point... Well,
1: it's not like... Right. It is no. The Supreme Court said... No. Well, this you can is, come hold, back. Hold on,
2: Roberts
0: left it open ended because he said no because you know you, we're not buying the majority is not buying the rationale about the Voting Rights Act. Um, yes. Now they didn't even cite all the evidence that is really just about racism and they, like they had emails that literally said racist census <laughs> question to make sure the dark people don't vote like they did shit right. like that and that was brought right. to light but the yes it was brought to light late and the court couldn't consider uh-huh. that now it will come up in more oral arguments if it goes back to that if they have like
1: they choose to hear it they choose to hear it which have already made their decision that i feel like they're not gonna go back on That's why i, I feel am, like it's kind of done i am but not
0: gonna bet on that I don't trust Roberts. I think Roberts could open an emergency. He could do in whatever he wants. In this
1: moment, um, God, you're right. I mean, of course. But, like, in well, this moment, right, people have to not have the census sh- question on the ballot.
0: Well, here's the thing. The government and the Commerce Department were, like, tried to rush the Supreme Court into, you know, just... Doing their bidding And said yes. well we have to have this answer By June 30th Because that's when we're going to press right. And like a couple days before that the, the decision came down And said no, no. <laughs> And then they're like Well no we actually have all the, Plenty of time Don't worry about it That's what Trump is saying now And now to make things weirder A couple days after that The I think the Justice Department And the Commerce Department Was like Nah we're done It's not going to happen In 2020
1: You You guys Looking at what you're asking them to do is sort of like, of course not, right?
0: Yeah, but then Trump turned around and said, no, no, we are going to do it. I don't care what you just said. In fact, I'm going to say that was fake news.
1: Okay, <laughs> who's going to do it? Who can he make do it?
0: Well, that's the thing. His lawyers are like, we, we don't know. We, they we. are
1: like, no, they kind of already did a thing that you can't, like, no. And he's like, no, I'm going to make it happen because I'm the president yeah but in in reality like the supreme court has looked at this decision and said like that's a really bad idea and i think that it like fundamentally um destabilizes the electoral process and so no uh
0: that's can't not what robert's like, decision no said.
1: he can just be like do you want to rethink it is all he can do and they can be like not really um, or I, they can rethink it and they can decide entirely differently. But Roberts it, it can do takes, whatever he wants. It takes nine of them to be like, "Yes, I would like to relook."
0: No, at this. it takes one of them. It was a five-four decision, and Roberts can change his mind. Fair,
1: but the decision stands in the for meantime
0: for the moment.
1: And to relook at it is a whole other thing. But they he have could. to decide to do it. He they could, have to decide. He they could, could want to call do
0: for an emergency. Roberts could call for an emergency session in September. Like, no. It could. could he era. doesn't
1: get to decide what decisions are hers.
0: The, the lawyers right now are working on some bullshit rationale, <clears throat> and you know I don't think this thing is over.
1: No, I don't. Like I don't, don't either, trust the Roberts sure. Court. Of course not. It. Of course not. Right? Like no. Nor has like voting rights or anything else, yeah, um, but no, I agree with you. It's not over. Right now, we're in okay shape, and who knows what will happen? I think it's probably the best way to think about it. Mm-hmm. right
0: And the okay, in terms of the uh, concentration camps for <sighs> asylum seekers. The news just gets worse and worse. We had an Inspector General's report this week that backed up everything the reporters were saying. Yep. Despite the IG report, you still have Republicans saying, oh, it's lies, it's nonsense, it's not true. But we know it is, and people know it is, and there's there's some movement and traction. We have to keep up the pressure, though, because you know the only thing they want to do is wait for it to die down and keep doing what they're doing, so... We have to yell and scream about this every single day, and we have to take action on it. We have to take affirmative, immediate action. Um, if that means if there's a, a camp in your city, to you show up and protest and put pressure on your local law enforcement, your local representatives, your state reps, your congresspeople. We've got to keep the pressure up nonstop. It has to be a, a nonstop assault on this. Otherwise, it'll get worse. Right. Because we know they're still separating children.
1: Look, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what else I can say other than, like, crying at you. Um, I don't want to do any more of that. But it's not a joke. It's a serious thing. And, like, there are things that you can do. Um and then there are harder things that you can do, but there are mm-hmm. absolutely things that you can do that, like, may make some kids not get tortured by the state. So I would ask you to do them. Yeah. And I've, outside of that, I don't have a lot to say.
0: Let's uh. Let's talk about the democratic field again.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, Biden sure. is flailing. Um, mm. He's still the leader for the moment. The most mm-hmm. polls say, but. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a a, a a nice white man tell me that uh, I didn't have a right to be against Biden because most black people support him. Um, okay. And th- this is not a black person telling me this, but, you know. <laughs> of course not, because um, a black
0: person wouldn't tell you that.
1: Right. And so my argument is, like, well, I'm just going to watch him run for a while and see what happens, because I think that, in the end... Well, this is what's we're gonna watch Joe Biden run for president. Everyone's gonna go, oh right, that guy. Well, uh, this is this is what's happening. When I ended my conversation with this person, I said, you know, regardless of who wins, (laughs) right? I will. We're gonna support the nominee. Yes. Fucking support. Knock on doors. Absolutely make sure that person wins. But while we have a choice. Can we think about what that choice might be? Who
0: the best choice actually yeah. is. Not who we think right. is the most, quote, electable. No. no. Who, who is the best choice? Who
1: actually want? Because that, we can all go knock on doors for no matter who it is. Yeah. Let's pick somebody.
0: Let's back up, though, okay? Because okay. here's what's go going ahead. on. Yeah. We were worried for Joe Biden in the sense that Oh boy, Biden's going to run and all these things are going to come to light in terms of him being overly touchy-feely with women and inappropriate with women and the Anita Hill thing. Yep. We haven't even gotten to that yet. What what everybody's been digging into, and there's more stuff every day, is his record on race. Yes. And his record on race is problematic.
1: Can we talk about what it is?
0: We, yeah, absolutely. Do you I mean think we should? The, I mean, the big thing that has come up, and this is because Kamala Harris brought it up in the debate, is his record on okay, busing. But that's, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's just, just the just tip one, of the iceberg. That's
1: literally like such a tiny piece of what is problematic about Joe Biden but he when also, it comes but, to race. But
0: here's the stupid thing, right? He I don't know if it's stupid or if it's just this was his his strategy. He invited this by saying I, I worked across the aisle with all these segregationists now I don't know that he called them segregationists but the he guys he was citing right. yes. were segregationists were. right? and that so, left an opening and if you're Kamala Harris or anybody you're gonna take that opening and say what the fuck man this is right. not something you brag about and, and while, right. we're, while we're at it let's investigate your record and that's what she did
1: so I wanna talk about not just bussing for a minute yeah. if we have time
0: we have plenty of time
1: All right, so back in the 90s, um, white people liked to use a lot of weird, like, terminology and policy to um, criminalize black kids, especially young black men. And how they did that was a couple-pronged effect. So one of them was um, this idea that there were these... uh, Super predators, right? That were young black men mm-hmm. who were super predators in that they were young black and men. Yes. Um, Ultra
0: violent and yes. rapey. And, and the dangerous. reason
1: that the crime rate was the, what the crime rate was was because of these super predators. Yes. This turned out it's absolutely not true, as you can imagine. It absolutely is not true. Um, and it's a thing that you should not defend. In 2019, but that's a thing that Joe Biden is defending. Um, so, what happened was that was used this idea of these, like, you know, super predators was used as a way to um, forward the crime bill. The mm-hmm. next thing that was used to forward the crime bill was crack. Yeah. Right? And so, we had two things there, right? Crack was like, Destroying people and making them into again like super predators and also crack babies, mm-hmm. and those were kids that we should just absolutely give up on, right? Because they are kids that are not comebackable. Um, these are kids that that their mom was a person who used crack and so and the
0: kids are going to have they, neurological they, problems, yes. and and, problems and behavior problems and
1: absolutely not be able to come back from it like now they it, are just absolutely not human beings as we it, know them it
0: turns out right? that aside from low birth weight none of that, none of out that to be is true. True.
1: it's much more dangerous if you're an alcoholic and have yeah. a child than if you are a crack addict and yes. have a child. Mm-hmm. none of that The thing that we talked about back then But that's all true That's the actual truth of it Um, And Joe Biden Was really interested in making policies right, And laws around the idea That super predators And crack babies were a thing
0: Let's go back before that to the busing thing again Because it's important to note That what Biden was advocating for Was he said look Of course segregation is bad But we cannot force the the states to do it and it won't solve the real problem anyway which is a, just a cop out way of saying you know don't piss off the white people and let's keep the status quo well, so I well, love hold on his
1: letter right
0: oh, yeah well if, this is how it effectively worked right the the whole point of bussing was that you're not going to create these communities right that are underserved and underfunded and if you if you don't allow this to happen. Then what you're doing is creating de facto segregation without it being mandatory legal segregation. And there was a young lawyer, young yeah. civil rights lawyer, who wrote that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And that young lawyer's name was Elizabeth Warren, and she vehemently disagreed with you know this decision that Biden and others, many others, supported. Lots of Democrats, not just Biden, and. She basically said, what's going to happen here is de facto segregation. You are going to have these poor communities of mainly people of color that are not going to have the same funding and the same resources. And it's basically going to be like before Brown v. Board, just, you know, without it being codified into law. Right. And she was exactly right. And we're still in the year 2019. That is exactly what we're still dealing with today.
1: Yes. Because what it's about is funding. It's about the idea that you live in a school district and that school district is determined by city council
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that school district is paid for by property taxes. And so richer people have more property taxes that they pay mm-hmm. and they pay more money to those schools. And there's more and money in the system. And people that have system. less money and less property taxes because they're like renters, for example, right? Don't pay as much property tax. Mm-hmm. They don't pay any property And if you're zoned, tax. right, as a business, then you don't pay property tax in schools. And so this is where we have this, like, divide of uh, education funding is if you're a rich white person and your parent owns their house, then you're much more likely to go to a school that is funded that way. And if yeah. you aren't, you're much more likely to go to a school that isn't funded in that way. And so then you're only relying on this really, like, Pretty small amount of money that the federal government can give you, and so that's how we have segregation currently. I would yeah, say. yeah.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah.
0: So that Warren's got an opening too when she goes head to head with Biden. Um, but that, I mean, again, back to Biden. Like he's a flawed presidential candidate. He just is. And again, we haven't even gotten to his issues with women.
1: No. Not really. Not really.
0: And I get, like we're so
1: caught up with like all of the really terrible I know, things, the race that we're like, oh, also there's a women thing, and, and we're like, oh god, and, and, yeah, we have to get to that.
0: <laughs> and it, hold on, and let's, and we've talked about this before. If you want to make the argument to me that, well, back then that was sort of the standard mm-hmm. of the party, I, I might even grant you that and say, sure. And we don't need somebody from that era. Well,
1: nobody other than him from that era is running for president in 2019. Can we agree on that?
0: Especially, especially when that person is defending those views and that legislation from that time period. It would be way different if Biden was out there just prostrating himself. And saying, I... I was I,
1: wrong. I learned. You are right. That was shitty. Holy fuck. It was bad. He's not doing... He's doing, He's doubling
0: down on the You don't all get to say to shit. me,
1: everyone was like that back then. Because my answer is, okay, none of those people are running for president. And the next thing you don't get to say to me is, well, everyone was like that. But, you know, he's changed. Because his answer is never, I was fucking wrong. Yeah. His answer, he has an indefensible record that he can't stop fucking defending. Exactly. So, uh, no. No. You get to have been wrong, but you have to fucking admit it.
0: He refuses to. And by the he time doesn't He doesn't
1: think he was wrong.
0: <laughs> that it could be that or it could be that he's t- he's from the Trump school of never apologize, right? So either way, it's
1: indefensible. No.
0: Either way, it is indefensible and he may figure this out, but it may be way too late. And it, it and and again, we I'm saw sorry. we saw one debate, and his his numbers tanked. Still, sort of on top, but it's very tenuous. And and we we told you, <laughs> he is a flawed candidate. And you I don't, get
1: to be flawed if if you're Pete Buttigieg, right? You're well, thirty six and flawed because. There's this thing happening in your town. Yeah. And he's not flawed from forty years ago. He's flawed from two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And he comes at me and he's like, I was wrong. That was bad. Mm -hmm. I was responsible and I didn't do enough. And I was wrong. I'm glad he said that. I don't don't think I I don't think anyone has handled police brutality as well as he has handled it. Yeah. for and Biden I, to be 40 years out of like let's just incarcerate all the black people and just not have a good answer is like what, what? you've got, you've had 40 years to figure out the answer to this question
0: I'm gonna introduce another hypothesis and let me finish my thought because I know you're gonna jump in and tell me talk. I'm wrong go ahead. I believe these polls that say right now Biden leads leads with black people. Mm -hmm. But I think the reason he leads with black people is that black people know we have got to get rid of Trump. Mm -hmm. And I think the candidate that is most that most of the white Democrats are comfortable with is this Biden. I honestly think that is what's going on. And I, I, I think over the course of the campaign, that can ebb away. And it will. And, and some of that may be you know, from loyalty to Obama. But I think for the most part, it's, it's that they think he's the best hope to beat Trump. Because they think he'll get enough crossover white people and independent white people to vote for him. Like, I don't think they love them by bi- some Biden. I think they're like, he's the one that we know can win. You
1: know what I think? What? I think they look at him and they're like, is fucking Marge gonna vote for that guy? Right? I don't think they give a shit about Biden.
0: Well, that's what I just said, yeah. Right.
1: I think they're like, Marge is going to vote for him, though, right? Like, is this our best bet for white people?
2: Because,
1: mm-hmm. fuck, that did not go well last time. So what is our best bet for white people? Is it that guy? I, I don't think it matters. Is
0: it the black lady? Ooh, probably not. Probably not. Is right? The, if we're
1: doing like real math here and we're trying to figure out, is
0: it the socialist? How you no. think white
1: people are going to vote? Like that's your best bet to win. Is it and the thirty-something
0: like, gay dude from Indiana? No. Probably not. Is it the professor from Massachusetts? Probably, probably not. not.
1: Lady? Probably not.
0: Old white guy. Yep.
1: Yep. And old also, white guy he who was, was like Obama's, Obama's vice. VP
0: for eight years, so they can't touch him on the foreign policy and the experience so, and they can't hit them from those okay.
1: angles. If we're just doing like serious calculus of what might work I get it. What we have to do I think is prove that like you don't have to make that calculation because maybe we aren't that bad and maybe we can actually like stand behind somebody who isn't an old racist white guy. Maybe yeah. at some point we can, as Democrats, not do that. Well, black... De- Maybe that's not true. Black voters and like, are
0: pragmatic. No,
1: but that's... I mean, I'm saying I would love it if, as white people, we could show them that that doesn't have to be their reality. Yeah. But right now, it makes perfect sense uh, to me that yes. that is who they're supporting. Of course. Absolutely. It's
0: pragmatism. It is
1: pragmatic as fuck.
0: Black people cannot afford... Nope. ...a protest vote.
1: Nope. Nor have they ever tried.
0: <laughs> right. But, you know, we, we still have time and, and I still like Warren and I still like Warren to, to eventually be the leader. Harris has had herself a good couple of weeks, but, um, we, we've told you what we feel personally about a prosecutor. Yes, like, I,
1: I, um, sorry, I just got super nauseous. Um, I had she's a, she's not um, going to
0: be on the top of our list.
1: A really interesting conversation about her, um, when I was getting my haircut and, uh, woman, the white woman I was talking to had no idea that, like, that was a thing, right? That she's a cop. And, like, here's her history on, like, the things that she um, did as, like, AG and the things that she supported when she was mm-hmm. a prosecutor. And... And the
0: cases she chose to yeah, prosecute and the, despite and, evidence.
1: And, um, exactly. And the cases that she chose to really see through That were obviously um, indefensible. Um, And
0: this is what prosecutors do.
1: Yes. And this white lady had no idea what I was talking about. I know. Well, if that's true, what the fuck? And I'm like, yes. Yes, it's true. That's the problem. It is true. And also, this is why I don't support Kamala Harris. And she's like, but she's a black woman. And I'm like, yes. I'm
0: like... Yes, and she's a good politician. And she does a good job in the Senate. She's just not our choice for president. And once again... Full disclaimer: If she's the nominee, we will knock the doors and make the calls. I mean, no matter
1: who is, right? Yeah,
0: even if it's John Delaney, who it's not going to (laughs) be. Like, yes, go Delaney for president. That would be a
1: weird day, but yeah, I'll go (laughs) knock on doors for that guy and be like, it's that guy. It's not Trump. Well, I mean, we
0: knocked on doors for Carrie. I know. We were not excited about. I will knock
1: on doors, y'all, and you should fucking too. If it's not. Where we are right now, right? Yeah. So what you have to do, regardless of. And I would say at the same time, while we have a choice, I would really like it if we made a good choice. Right? I I'll knock on doors for anybody. But that's but the thing. We while have we
2: good have choices. A choice,
1: let's really come together and think about a good choice. We let's have come together <laughs> and think about what that choice should be, so that when I'm knocking on doors. I don't feel like shit about it. <laughs> right? Well, we
0: have good choices. We do. You know? We do. Uh, a ton, but at least some.
1: And I'm not telling you what choice to make. Castro is a good choice. I, I, I like Warren Castro. is I a like good choice. Warren. I like Booker. I like...
0: Booker is a good choice. A lot of these people. Gildebrand I could live with.
1: I could live with. You
0: yes. You know? Then it gets dicey, but they're still all better than Trump.
1: I will knock on doors for all of them.
0: I will knock on doors. I will doors, knock on
1: doors for Joe Biden, for fuck's knock sake.
0: Knock on doors for Marianne Williamson and talk oh, about Oh, God, right? Your, your oh, I guess I will. Your... I guess
1: I will. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that is a true <laughs> statement. If that is the reality that you all bring me, because you're all going to vote in the primary... And you decide that Marianne She's Williamson be is your next best debate. bet. Yang is going to be the next like, debate. Then, like, okay, you know what? i put Yang Travis actually higher I, than a lot of these people. Travis and I will vote for, and knock on doors for, Marianne Williamson. That's <laughs> what we'll do. If you guys decide that's what we're doing. Also, I heard a really interesting thing about um, Yang. Oh, go ahead. Uh, this whole idea of, like, universal basic income. Uh-huh actually just a, uh, sort of a lark to take down the social security program. Um, unlike any like social programs that we have. Okay. Because if people have that right, then they don't need to look forward and they won't. And so then we can like take back like social security benefits and all of that stuff so we can free up income cuz he's a capitalist first and foremost. Sure, but um, uh, but
0: if you do have a basic universal income you you need those things less. I don't I wouldn't say you don't need them at all.
1: Right. Well, he he's betting on the idea that like if we do that it would be much easier to take away uh, entitlements and mm-hmm. so then we could do other things, which I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." And also I don't know if that's true, but it's a thing I heard.
0: So yeah. It's a little radical for anybody.
1: <laughs> so, is it was a universal basic income?
0: But that's much more radical.
1: And using that to take away, I mean, doesn't seem that radical to me. It no. seems like, yeah. Because the people who need it don't anymore.
0: Sure, right? sure. Right. So. It, 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 but that's like, that's Henry Fordism, right? Yes. Like. The more money is out there the more people can buy he's the shit we're selling he's a fucking
1: capitalist though of course
0: he is he's, he's from silicon like, valley yes. what, did, what did we expect yes,
1: exactly so maybe like not that he has any chance to, i'm just saying like this is the thing to think about because of course we're all well like, he's no, one we he's one, one of these income, he's one like, of these
0: capitalists that sees like if you're hollowing out your consumer base right. no one can buy my shit and most right. of them don't see that. They just right. say, "I can pad my bank account right now, and that's all I want to do." Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah,
1: that that thing.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: All right. Well, this was super uplifting. Uh, um, more so than
0: last <laughs> week, I would say. I mean, the whole first half was about the women's national team, and that was uplifting.
1: It was so nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wish they could do that every week.
1: I wish I could feel like that kind of sense of like yeah but you know sometimes women are exceptional
0: Uh, often they are
1: I think almost always they are and And almost always men are not (laughs) it's really important to think about that instead of just all of our trauma it's really important to think about how exceptional we are
0: yeah and and again it's so important when there's little girls out there yeah And you understand, as a girl, you're raised with these ideas that Mm -hmm. you can be this. You can be a teacher or a mom. A nurse. Or a nurse or a secretary, basically, But you'll
1: also always be a teacher and a mom. Right. It's just, what do you want to add on to that? And being an exceptional athlete who's a better athlete than any human being on Earth... Isn't a thing we're talking about? No, that's we a thing do. boys
0: do. It's a thing for boys.
1: Right. right. So, or, or, tell well, your you fucking... Can, you
0: could be a successful lawyer and executive, but then you better forget about it, having a family having or being a, family. a mom or having and a wife. And
1: you definitely won't have a relationship, <laughs> yeah. children, or any life, because you will just be a shrill cunt who nobody wants to deal with. Right. But being a really, really exceptional athlete, a better athlete than any other athlete... On Earth is a thing that you should tell your daughters and nieces, is mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Because right now, the most exceptional athletes on Earth are women.
0: Well, that's about going to do it for this episode. Um, our schedule might be a little weird going yeah, forward. It's going to get weird. Uh, I think uh, Netroots is going to p- play this one on Wednesday. Won't be able to play it Saturday night. I'll have it up later today. Um, but I'm gonna be in the studio for the next couple months, mostly on weekends. So, with my band, if you give a crap about that, which you probably know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh,
2: I have been Travis. I'm Rachel. We'll talk to you next week. Adios.